Where my dogs at? We right here, dog. Where my dogs at? Right here, dog. Where my dogs at? We right here, dog. Now where my dogs at? Uh, I said get at me, ain't talking to you, but that rap me, get at me All your skin seats like it's acne, get at me Never tacky jeans made by acne Govin up attackies and patackies It's about to get uglier than Balenciaga's It's about to get uglier than Balenciaga's I'm your host with the jokes, Dauber, and we have <laughs> the analyst With the attention to details who can't name either rapper on that song Sammy D uh, yeah, all of my wisdom and knowledge is all about the Ramblers, and my hip-hop knowledge is going out the window, unfortunately. Well, I think we talked about this uh, recently. That is Aesop Ferg yes, and Aesop Rocky. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, I, uh, I'm still trying to keep an ear to the, to the streets, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right? Yo, these kids... These kids need to know what's up. No, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, well, we're going to get to our our another road dog victory. Um, I do love talking about road dog victories. I think there is something exciting about going on a, a road trip in the Valley, and whether it's stealing a win, getting an ugly win, whether it's it, it's just fun or to be a blowout win. It's fun to beat teams on the road in the Valley. So we're going to yes. get to our Illinois state win road dog win, but we got to clean up some stuff. Gosh, the last podcast was a lot of mess. Um, really? Uh, well, I think the one that was the most egregious was you and I both got confused <laughs> by um, there's, there's two guys on, 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 oh, on yes, Twitter. Yes, yes, yes. There's yes. two guys on Twitter named Mike. There's, yep. there's at hit a putt. Yes. And then there's at Mini Hut. And, mini Hut. And yeah, at, yeah, yeah. at Mini Hut is Mike Hudson, Jacob Hudson's father. And then at Hittaput is just a, a, a self described old Rambler fan with season tickets who likes to, <laughs> likes to yes. get on Twitter. Now, just a slight, slight slip up. Whoopsie daisies. Now, what's interesting about it is I have had. I think DM discussions with both of them on the same day and thought I was talking to the same person <laughs> because I wasn't looking real closely. They're both named Mike hit a putt yes. mini hut. They rhyme. I don't, I, I don't know why it just, <laughs> we, 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 you know, it was fast and loose during the two ramblers podcast and we made a slight boo-boo. Oopsie daisies. Like we, we need to have like a little flag, like an oopsie daisy flag or something. It doesn't help. I gotta. I gotta be honest. It doesn't help for me if you look at my Twitter. Dobber, I go by Matt Dobshoots, My name, right? Your name is like Sammy Dobshoots, right? Yeah. But a lot of people on Twitter have these like you know nom deplorers, right? These these pen yes. names, and I can't keep it straight. Who's who? And they don't have real pictures of themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah, my, uh, hit a putt is like all Rambler stuff, and yeah, yeah. So, and and then uh, here's one thing I've noticed too with with uh, Rambler Twitter. Uh, I think guys have multiple accounts. They have their Rambler account, uh, and yes. and and I've seen a lot of this. You know, like one Rambler account with a fake name calls out another Rambler account for not being enough of a fan or not being, being a bandwagon fan or whatever. And right. then other guy says, Oh yeah, I've actually been a fan for a long time. This is just my Twitter uh, account for Ramblers. I'm actually been a fan since 2014. It's like, you know what guys enough with the freaking, no, you, you guys aren't like, like, you're, you're you're not Kevin Hart, okay? Like you don't need like a a cool creative Twitter handle. Just use your exactly. no, just be normal, be a normal person. Um, so yeah. that that's been kind of annoying me when the uh, and I'm not going to call anybody out, uh, but when when these when these like fake Rambler accounts are calling out other Rambler accounts and saying, no, the right. real person behind this Twitter account is a real fan. You know, that's uh, so anyway, there was one thread though, that I wanted to go back to. I wanted to ask you what your thoughts were. 
Okay. Um, so one of the Twitter guys that has been popping up in my feed is a guy named Kmart. Yes. And it, his name is, I think his real name is Kevin Martin. So he's actually using uh, something, a play on his name, which is, uh, he's more of a real person. Right. And Kmart, he took umbrage at some Loyola fans after the Drake game. Either either chirping against Drake fans or posting stuff. Now I could not find these threads that he's talking about. Do you know what? Um, you know, do you know what he was upset about? What he saw after the Drake game? Uh, well, I I did hear um, that a number of the Drake players came out after the game to celebrate with their families. And there were still some fans that were chirping at them at that point, and he might be referring to that. Um, uh, but I, I don't, honestly, it's like after that loss, it was like we had no reason to talk. <laughs> so um, we deserve all the whatever the negative uh, flowers emoji is uh, for praise. Uh, yeah. So here's what he uh, wrote. Here's what he wrote. Uh, it's it's in a long discussion with some other people. Go Ramblers is in this, Aaron Hunter, Ramblers MVC. I don't know what Ramblers MVC is, but um, uh, I think the argument is don't be insufferable on here. I assume that means Twitter. We don't oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need to beg the Valley to respect us or to be indignant and self-righteous about oh, moving, I, yes. about moving okay. to the A-10 when they don't. And it's okay right. to be mad at a result without re- immediately resorting to coach or slash player x blew it so yeah i i think it's this it's this thread going across rambler twitter which i think honestly come on folks let's get over ourselves is this like we've never been respected in the missouri valley you know uh that's totally right right i agree and we've never been respected in the missouri valley valid but we've not earned it Prior to 2018, there was nothing of merit that Loyola earned to to get respected, and and, and then to think, oh, we we deserve to kind of have the mantra like we deserve respect. You should be you know bowing at us kind of mentality. It's just like, come on, folks, we're better than that. You know, no. Um, and then the one thing that's different than in previous years where teams have left the Valley, i.e. Creighton and Wichita state, the two most recent, um, people or teams is they left after the basketball season and Loyola chose to make it known during the season. And so it's like, we, we, we earned this, to be chirped at because of the fact of when Loyola decided to announce they were leaving for the A-10. Uh, I, I don't know if they could have waited a couple months until after Arch Madness, which probably would have been a better play, but oh well. Uh, you have to deal with the consequences of you know these other teams in the Valley that this is their this is their league. It's been their league for bajillion years, you know, and so there's, you know, so it's like, okay, deal with it. We're not respected. Let's move on and think that all of a sudden, because, you know, you're going to make some argument, it's just not valid. And so um, I like your analogy of the, you know, the one bedroom house or my addendum, which is the one bathroom in a three bedroom house. Uh, So, uh, but it's like moving from the, from the Missouri Valley to the A-10, it's like, that's what it is. And so I think he's he's kind of chirping on this idea that, you know, Rambler fans have been saying, and, and I and I heard this on the on the flip side, um, one of a podcast that I really like, it's uh, Arch, you know, March to the Arch podcast um, with Baker and Vance. And those two guys, you know, cover the Valley, and they've said it like, hey, we root for Loyola when they're not playing other Valley teams. You know, when we're in the non-con, we're in the tournament, it's like we root for Loyola. And we will continue to root for Loyola until the end of this season. And I was like, yeah, that's how it is. And there obviously are trolls from the other teams who are morons, but it's like why are we giving them breath with our takes, I think is, I think is the point. 
I I think it is worth noting being, you know, and I'm not going to be one of these guys who's like, I was a fan back when, I, you know, they were pretty bad when I was in college. I'll give you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a stat. How many, I went to Loyola four years. How many games did I see when I went to Loyola, Sam? Stat. How many games did you actually go to see? How many games did I go to see in the Will Ray era when they played at the uh, Rosemont Horizon? <laughs> Two. Try zero. That's right. <laughs> the host of the Two Ramblers podcast went to zero games during his four years at Loyola. They were horrible. And you had to yep. get on a bus and ride out to Rosemont Horizon. And, and uh, I wasn't interested in that. So, uh, so, I, so nobody so, was. <laughs> so anyway, I don't. So I mean, I can say oh, I've been a fan since whatever, blah blah blah. But you know, I have to admit, you know, it was in the last. Well, I was a fan in the in the late nineties uh, when I lived around campus. I'd come over to games, watched games at Alumni Gym, and when the Gent opened, I went. But I will say, I did get. Very in, very invested when we moved to the valley. I was excited yeah. when we moved to the valley. I felt like this is uh, a, a nice step for us. Well, it, yeah, it was a league that was like these are teams that we know, and these are teams that like you know are established. And and yeah, in the first five years in the valley, we were horrible. Right, we we were absolutely like garbage, and we were the we were Evansville, you know. And whereas Evansville at that time, they were really good. So it's like, yeah, in the last five years we've earned it, but it's just like, okay, but we haven't had it. it is, I've always said when it, when one gets success, do they sustain it? So we had 2017, 2018. That was a great run. It was a run for the ages. Now we, no, and, we but, 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 and we followed it up. Back, which up, is good. back, back up, back up, back up. There was that. We we did have that appearance. I, I forget oh, which yes. the CBI year. The CBI 20, year, yeah, twenty sixteen. That was sixteen, right? Okay, but that's uh, that's but not that, a marquee tournament. But that was a little tournament. bit of like a hey, 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 we're we're building something. Yeah, which is great. So, is there has there been a sustained run for over more than just four or five years? And prior to this year, no. I mean, this is literally the first time in school history. That we've won twenty games in a row for five years. I, okay, so I'm enjoying this success. Let's not get too crazy to think that we're all of a sudden now a blue blood in basketball just because we've had four year, five years in a row we've won more than twenty games. All right, one one last tweet. Uh, Chris writes, uh, it, uh, "This is Chris in seven one two. He's replying to K- Kmart. Uh, he yes. says uh, some real trash floating the." De- the top after a big L they'll never know the pain of seeing the high school style bleachers get rolled back up after a proper horizon league home beat down. <laughs> and I think he's referring to alumni gym where they actually had these bleachers that, that came out and then got pushed back into the the wall. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. I remember those or the, or even the genteel when it first opened, it had bleachers like that, that would get moved back. Yeah. I mean, the Genteel, when it first opened, was a glorified high school gym. True. True. Okay, one one last one. Steve Timble also in this uh, this Skyway Chicago. Nice, nice Twitter handle there. Old school. Um, Steve writes, I remember the heartbreak, and it makes me grateful for every game. Let's remember that we're Jesuits and that joy, graciousness, and perspective should accompany every win or loss. There you go. That's nice. Somebody went to to. Uh, That's nice. I I don't know if I ha- I don't know if I have such a godly ad majorium de gloriam <laughs> uh, response to some <laughs> losses like Drake. When I was leaving, I wasn't feeling um, the spirit, so to speak. I didn't I didn't go over to Madonna della Strada and uh, light a candle. Uh, light a candle. I was feeling a little you know upset, a salty. Uh, maybe a little. Yeah, I was feeling. Yeah, one, one, one I was feeling I a little salty. carnal after that game. <laughs> They, I heard somebody, you know, chirp at the Drake fans. Just go back to Iowa, you know. Like, get back on your tractor and get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Well, okay. I think we've we've nailed this down. We, uh, you know, young Rambler fans. I here's what I say. I hate it when old 
old fans tell you new fans how to act. I, 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 I think any let's. It's a big boat here. We we want to we want the old. Uh oh, Ginger's giving us problems again. This is the most distracting part of the Ramblers podcast. This guy got a dog. He's fifty years old. Got a new dog, and it's like, geez, it's like it, it, he's I, snapping it, at it. I'm sorry. It, it's either. You get distracted by the dog and maybe distract Dauber or the wife oh, who, you know, You're is what? on a multi-million dollar, you know, conference call. Distract her. Uh, 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 the two Ramblers, I'm sorry. Your second fiddle. All right. Whatever. Whatever. Jeez, <laughs> dude. Um, okay. So uh, so I think we put this to bed. I, as I said, I think it's a big tent. Let's – we can have yes. – we can have Young Bucks – trolling drake fans and trolling saint bonnie fans next year that's fine i like that i like a little chirpiness yeah everyone doesn't have to be polite it's basketball so but i i want uh, us to be intelligent Nah, that's okay i mean come on when i was young i i i you know i once uh I once uh trolled uh mercilessly a kid from trinity christian school (laughs) At, at the at the alumni gym just because I thought it was funny. So I I want I, I I mean within reason, I don't want racism or some of the uh the ugly right, 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 right. ugly fandom, but but you know, if you're gonna you know, you wanna troll a guy on another team, you wanna you wanna make fun of their fans, you wanna get under their skin, do it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's okay. And if you wanna be an older fan who who always wants to weigh in with the history, that's fine too. I, I'm I, I'm I'm kind of in the middle. I like the yes. wolf pack, and I like the um, you know I like the old white the, the, old, we the old the, the old the old white hairs the old <laughs> the silver pack the silver foxes <laughs> the, silver pack. the silver foxes and the wolf pack. That's our that's well, our yeah, yeah the silver the, and the, I'm yeah, in the, the middle white, the white wolves and the the wolf pack. Yeah, yeah, you and I are right in the freaking middle because you, you see some of these guys are like wow these guys are old and then. Uh, so anyway, all right. Let's get to let's get to the game. Jeez, <laughs> yes, seventeen please. minutes in, we haven't even talked about the Illinois State. All right. Um, last night's game. What did you see? Uh, it was an, another game that was it was a little difficult to watch. Um, partly because I don't know if it was a defensive battle or just a poor offensive battle, but there was a lot of sloppiness at times, but then there were a lot of times where there was some really good stuff. And, um, and it was just one of those games where like, okay, this is not going to be like the Illinois state game at home. So let's just get this win and let's, let's move on. Um, and so w- when they started out slow, I was kind of like, Oh boy. But then they turned it around the first half and, and it just kind of, it, it, it never really was in doubt after about the, you know, the, the 10 minute, or let's see. Yeah. When they, they were up, and yeah, about the ten minute mark in the first half, and it was just like, okay, they're gonna they're gonna ride this out. It will fluctuate, and I don't I don't think they. Yeah, they uh, Illinois State did come back and take the lead at one point, but it, it was like, okay, I think this game's pretty much in hand. Yeah, especially at the end of the the first half where they had the eight zero run, and it was just like, okay, I think this game's over. In the second half, didn't they get close at one point though? Wasn't there? Uh, didn't they get within four or, or something like that? Uh, felt like there was like one point where I was a little nervous in the second half. Yes, they they did get they did bring it close, but I I'm looking back and I don't see that they I mean yeah, cuz we were up by 13 and 10. Uh, yeah, I'm like yeah, they made it close, but then it, you know, yeah, that it never really got below 8 in the second half. Well, and there was no. a point too where they got um I, I want to say Illinois State was in the bonus or double bonus really early. Yes. Um, so, and uh, boy, I, I I felt like we were kind of struggling with our free throws at one point because I was oh thinking. Oh, my gosh. Cause that I, was atrocious. Because I thought, um, you know, I kind of thought what I said earlier a couple of games ago, like I kind of started getting, even though the score was pretty still cl- – close i kind of felt bullish about our chances because i thought well 
we're going to start getting fouled and we're going to start going to the line every time. And then it's like, we're, we're bricking one and ones, you know, it's like, wow. Yeah. That, that, that was, uh, that was a difficult part of it is I think that was the one thing I saw this game was just like, okay, fine. We didn't shoot well from two or three, but then when we didn't shoot well on the free throws, I think that was like, this game should have been a 20 point game. If we make our free throws. And I mean, we were 14 to 23 overall for 60%, but it's just like we hit, we missed way too, like I want to say at least three or four of the, the big, uh, the front end of the one and one. And it's like, well, then we missed that opportunity for a second one. So it's like, yeah, I, I, that was the, that was infuriating. Cause it was like, they were fouling at different points and it was just like, come on, we, this is, should not be close at all. Yeah. I, I, I really, it's so it's it's weird because that's kind of my thought of the Ramblers even even back in the days when I was visiting that we always have kind of struggled at the free throw line like I've never felt like we're one of these teams that just has it on lock and yeah. I and I can't tell what that is I don't know if that's just a regional uh, it's, thing it's or, been something the last five years like even in the 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 final four run and i mean there was a number of times where it was like we don't hit our free throws the loss to valpo in the arch madness from the year after the run um or no uh, wait I don't know, my date's wrong well whenever they lost the arch madness i can't no that was uh two years after um we lost because we didn't hit free throws it was plain and simple and so, yeah, that's that's happened a number of times where it's just like, come on, it's free throws. That's why they call them free, as Jeff would yell out. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't want to brag, but they, the, the, these guys are, are D1 athletes. And they shot 60% last night from the free throw line. Guess who else shoots 60% from the free throw lines as a 51-year-old guy? <laughs> I do. I, I took Jaden out the other day. This is this is last uh, fall. I took Jaden out the other day. Ten baskets. Mm-hmm. I made six. That's pretty good, Dabber. Right, and and you want to know why? Part of it is because we grew up in the city, and and I don't know if this was like this for you when you were when you were coming up, but we used to only pick teams through free throws. There was yep. no there was no guys going. I'm going to take that guy, and I'm going to take this guy. Nope. No. First, first five. First five. Make it. Yeah, first five make it. So I always wanted to make a free throw because I wanted to play. Right. And so I got really good at making free throws so I could get into the game. And and um, that's how I got to play games with guys. Otherwise, yeah. no one would have picked me. <laughs> white, white guy with no... You're 5'10", five, five, you know, no hops. Well, yeah, 200, 5'10", no white guy. Handles. Questionable handles. <laughs> Uh, could sit up, could set a moving pick like no one's business. Though, if, if, if Coach Drew needs me to come in and show you how to set moving picks, uh, I uh, I'm, I'm the, I'm the you're, king you're, of that. You're the guy. I'm the All king right. of that. But um, anyway, my, so that's uh, so that just is you know that's kind of that's I know we're picking on them them there, but it is a it's a very odd uh, skill that that um for a team that shoots so good from three, you're like, you don't, I don't understand where that, that free throw thing comes from. I, if someone could explain to me, I, I would really like that, but I don't think anybody can. I mean, when, um, I know we're going back to Drake again, I I guess it's still on my mind, but when, um, DeVries was at the line for Drake and Garrett Sturts, there is no doubt those balls are going in. There's no rim right. rattling. There's no mm-hmm. the arc is like a perfect. It perfectly falls into the hoop. Um. So I, I I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. So anyway, let's keep going. We could talk about that. Uh, we could keep talking about that. What um um, let's 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 pick our hammer hammer player of the game. So Matt Hawes, uh, hammer player of the game for heart and hustle. Who do you got? Who do you got? And I, I think I know who you're going to pick, but who do you got? Um, I, I mean, I, I loved the Ahir Uguak sighting, getting off the milk carton, as we call it. Um, and that was really good to see. Uh, but the one that I, I've really been impressed, and I, I, I'm really thankful that it's coming around into form again. Is Tate Hall? Like, I really thought he played just some really good basketball. 
um, you know, two steals, three assists, seven rebounds, you know, 11 points. Like he just, it's like in that first half, we needed all of his uh, offensive production, um, you know, four offensive rebounds. Uh, and so I, I'm going to go with Tate Hall. Tate Hall is my guy. Tate Hall, that, that's kind of what I was looking at too. And uh, my favorite play of his was when he went offhand off the glass, off with the right mm. hand. Um, and uh, the, they even called it out on the call. Uh, someone said that he went offhand. And I, I just thought that was cool because that was immediately what I thought. It was like, oh, Tate just went to his right mm. uh, with, with his right hand. I was like, wow. So, yeah, I, it was exciting to see. And um, he he definitely is hustling off ball, too. Um, it, it just there was a number of points where he's, uh, you know, just going for those 50 50 balls and where he's just, you know, causing problems and defense. Um, you know, another guy you could have made a call for is Welch. Uh, yep. Talk about getting off the milk curtain five for six. I think this has got to be Welch's best game that I've seen this year. Maybe he scored, maybe he's got 11 in another game, but, um, but that, yeah. Cause he hit a three, I think in, in another game, but yeah, he, 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 yeah, he, I, I, only reason I didn't go with Welch is cause he's, I got him for the, uh, the JB's giant play of the game. Right. So I figured, I, I figured that was the reason. Now, before we get to that and you're going to talk about that play, uh, talk about the milk curtain. Do we is are we do we need to put Schwieger on the milk curtain now? I I I almost. Uh, I mean, do we need concerned. an amber an amber alert? <laughs> uh, two ramblers, ambler alert! If you see Ryan Schwieger, ambler or amber? I, I think it's amber amber alert. I, I see. I was kind of playing ambler. Uh, okay, you're ra- like rambler, rambler, like an yeah, ambler yeah. alert, <laughs> ra- ambler alert. Yeah, uh, your phone. Everyone's phone going. That was yeah, actually, I would agree. That, that was actually a mistake. I didn't mean to say it like that, but then I was trying to play it off like, yeah, Ambler, <laughs> like Rambler. <laughs> so nice. Uh, yeah, I. So now I would like to tweet about that, but I might get some pushback for being too negative. <laughs> well, I mean, but he was he was an offer, offer six, offer three. Yeah, I I'm like, dude, I, I his shot looks good, but then it just clanks and it just like here's man, wish- here's my theory. Tell me if this makes any sense. Okay. Okay. You ever you ever see in the major leagues where they bring a guy up, there's no tape on him, and he he just he pitches uh pitches like five games, lights out, and you're just like, Oh my gosh, we got the next Cy Young. Then yeah. we start playing teams again, like the Reds, and they just bang on them because yeah. tape gets on them, and all of a sudden he's tipping his pitches, or this is happening, and all of a sudden he's one dimensional. And there's just this one little theory that I have about Schwieger is he comes from Princeton. There's the whole COVID transfer portal thing, and he comes out, house of fire. Obviously shooting well, but getting to the hoop a lot with some crafty moves in the paint. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, in the last month, struggling a little bit from three and outside, and then the crafty moves in the paint. I've seen him get called for so many offensive fouls. Yeah. So either well, yeah. either either officials got wise to some of his hand checking and stuff. Or I there's some bodying, or when he gets the ball, maybe they just they just come in a little tight or something, mm-hmm. and he's reactive. Maybe he didn't face the same kind of competition at Princeton, you know, where where you know maybe in the Ivy League there's a little, you know, I don't know, maybe it's different types of body types or whatever, and all of a sudden he's struggling. So I just yeah. wondered if it was one of these things. Uh, if if just some tape got on him, and even Chris Knighton over the last couple uh, couple of games, I'm just wondering he's kind of had a, a been struggling a little bit. I just wonder if they've been you know using their bodies differently, body positioning to kind of take these guys out of their rhythm. Yeah, I, I think that's a good theory. Um, I, I I've thought that because now we really are. We're now in the second half of the season where teams have, you know, seen a game or have 
their own eyes on them for a second time. Um, and yeah, that's what you get in these, um, conference games is these, all these other teams know us very well. Um, which on the flip side of that theory makes Lucas Williamson's run over the last, you know, 10 or five or six games that much more impressive is that he's elevated that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there might be something to that, you know, because yeah, I mean, I, I, there is an adjustment to the Valley. Um, I think Tate Hall even mentioned this, his uh, first year playing. He said, I needed to see what the Valley was like for the year that he sat. It, he would have been, it would have been a, a disservice to him if he would have been able to play. He, that's, those are his words. Um, and so I think there's something to that. Um, but I, I, I think there still can be still something salvageable from both uh, from night. And then I think from Schweiger too, I think there's opportunities for him to, to shine. Um, I, I just, we just need to still have faith in that something can come through. So, yeah. And, and again, those, those gaudy numbers that he had at the beginning of the year, we, we don't expect that. Um, but yeah, yeah but I, I expect games like what he had against you and I last week where, you know, he had 10, I think it was 10 points. And so it was like, it was a good game. And it was like, okay, you know, let's see that on a regular basis because then that's, that's a role player off the bench where that's can, that can be really effective and really helpful down the road, down the line of in the tournament and the Valley tournament, as well as the art and March Madness. I agree because any bench, any bench help is, is golden. Um, back to your Lucas thing. It, it, I think Lucas's uh, offensive output this game. I mean, this game he didn't really have it, but um, uh, but it has been impressive. But I have noticed too uh, some strange toner, toner, turnovers from Lucas. Um, I don't know if it's called skip passes or kind of passing over guys and. Yeah. Um, um, turning the ball over a few times. And I just wonder if people are picking up on a couple of his tells. Um, well, I, I think what has happened in the last week in particular is the fact that with Marquise Kennedy out, that is another primary ball hinder that it's either him or Braden. And because of him being out, then Lucas is asked to do something that's he can do, he can function in, but it's really not his gift. And I think that's where we're seeing is that he's touching the ball more. He's you know forced to to take on a little bit of Marquise's role, and so and that's why I think that's why we're seeing an uptick in turnovers. Uh, and so hopefully, as Marquise comes back this week, um, hopefully tonight or I'm sorry Wednesday night as we are recording on Tuesday, and then potentially for Saturday, hopefully for Saturday's game, uh, that would be really great to see. There was one other thing in this game, and I almost wanted to put a screenshot on Twitter out of this or a a screenshot for you to kind of make a comment about there's been some log jamming kind of at the top of the key. Um, when the ball comes up where you have three ramblers and the guys defending them all really within arm's distance of one another. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple of times, I don't know if you saw this, there were several times that there were turnovers right at the top of the key when we're right about to get in our offense. A couple times, I think we're, I think Braden ended up on his back or somebody. People were on the floor with the ball, yeah. you know, f- struggling. And I, I thought there's something really strange about the spacing here. I don't know if, again, this is, I'm wondering if there's some tape on us where it's like, oh, the Ramblers like, to run the move the ball around and do this. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring a three defensive guys in a small area, put our arms out kind of like an octopus and all right. of a sudden just disrupt this beginning to our offensive flow. Do you see that? Am I, am I, I mean, I, I don't know basketball in terms of like, I don't know what defenses guys are running. I don't know what's going on, but I just see my, from the, from the, what do they call it? The eye check or the eyeball, the eyeball, eyeball test. test. Yeah. The eyeball test to me is, wow, it sure looks crowded at the top of the key right now. And we're struggling to get the ball, passing the ball in certain situations. Yeah. The thing that I've seen, and I've heard uh, the thanks to 
Shout out to Sam Levitt from a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago of him calling out the uh, pregame as well as postgame interviews with the coaches, the assistant coaches for the pregame and then Coach Drew for the postgame. Is that they've been calling out that, yeah, the ball is is not moving effectively enough. And that's what I've seen. And then the other thing I've noticed, too, especially in the Drake game, there's a lot of dribbling. And the way the, the Ramblers offense is predicated on passing, not dribbling. Um, is moving the ball around, moving side to side. You know, the, that's where you get your skip passes. Uh, but what's happened is, it, what it, at least from my eyeball, is that just guys are not moving. And, and there's a lot of guys just kind of standing around uh, or kind of, you know, they're at the three-point line, but they're not slashing, they're not cutting. And then that's where the the Rambler offense really is effective when there's cutting and then passing. And so uh, that's what we saw uh, in the uh, the Battle to Atlantis uh, tournament, even though there wasn't great wins, but there was great movement of the ball. There was uh, the San Francisco game. There was that. where and then, uh, and then out of that, too, is you can get from the slashes, you can then get from the... Um, the picks uh, where you get, that's where you get your pick and roll or pick and kind of, it's not an alley-oop, but just like your, your pick and then the big turns. And then that's where you get your little dump to Knight or Welch or Huddy. And so it's like a lot of that is because it's like the ball is moving. And so I think that's, what's been difficult to watch this year is that the, at different points in our losses, the ball's not moving. And so, it's, and then it's getting turned over because, you know, the guys are, you know, trying to dribble around it or dribble through it. And that's where they, they get the double team. And that happened a couple times last night. And then that happened a lot against Drake. Yeah. I think you, I think you got it. There is, there's, there's the lack of that ball movement and, and the spacing is off. And, and then a guy, um, you know, maybe who's not a primary ball handler option is, is, you know, trying to, you know, trying to do something with the ball on the floor. And, and yeah, it's, 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 it's happened a few times. So I mean, I saw, um, I I don't want to call anybody out uh, off off top of my head, but the thing that I want to call out is what I've noticed is in those moments where there's a lot of dribbling. And so that there may uh, get a turnover or a, you know, a couple empty possessions back to back to back is that then there's this moment and you can see it and and as a as a a coach for different sports but it still plays true in basketball where guys don't trust their ability and so there's the moment where like oh I'm open and I should shoot but you know what we've just had three empty possessions I need to make sure we make the perfect shot and that is not the Ramblers offense. The Ramblers offense really is effective when they make a good to great shot, not a perfect shot, but a good to great shot. And so, yeah, you may be open and there may be a better shot into, from good to great and that, go for that. But then a lot of times there's this moment where you'll see Tate, Tate do it or, or Schweigs or uh, here where it's like they should take it. It would be OK. I, it's, it's in the offense. You know, Coach Drew's not going to get mad at that. Um, but there's like, because it's like compounded because there's been all these empty possessions in a row or there's been two minutes where they haven't scored and it's just like, uh, 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 let me and then pass it. And then there, it just then compounds into another mistake. Or the, or the, the, the leg pass in the paint where it's like, right. it's like, you're already in the paint. Just put it up. And then right. there's like this extra dribble pass. Um, yeah, like, uh, yeah, case in point, there was one moment, and I, I don't mean to call him out, but this was a testament of this. It's like Schweiger is driving in, and he's like inside the, he's literally in the paint, six feet in. And instead of rising up and just taking the mid-range, or I don't even know what to call it a mid-range, but just the, you know. the Floater. The floater. He then kind of dumps it to Knight, who I think Knight was thinking, oh, he's going to shoot. I'm going to get rebound position. And then he kind of fumbles it, but then the balls are, you know, so was it a shot? No. Right, right. But, no. You know, they're just like, well, come on. I know so exactly that. I know exactly that. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So I, I, as, there have been a, a, there have been a number as, of times where, I mean, there have been these games where Knight has done crazy good because he's just getting these passes and everything's perfect. And then there's these nights where he's getting 
kind of questionable passes, and he's almost surprised that the ball came to him. Right. Uh, so and and so yeah. So as a coach, I always wanted to make sure my athletes, you know, one are prepared, but then two put in position where they can succeed, where they don't need to think. Because anytime an athlete needs to think, like should I do this or should I do that, you're done. It, it, it's over. And I think that's what we've seen a number of times this season and in the last few seasons, where it's like there's been a drought, there's been mistakes. And there's been multiple mistakes. And then all of a sudden, guys are like, uh, I'm not sure. Whereas you go look at like the UNI game or even the San Francisco game or, or Arizona State. You know, those are games where it's like there was no thinking. It, it, they were all, it was in the flow. It was in the, you know, things were, sh- you know, shooting. Even if they missed, they still was like, that's the shot we wanted. So let's come back and get another one. And it was just like, that's what you saw over and over again, those games. But it, in the games that we struggled in, there's a lot of like, hesitation and hesitation equals death. How come you get all the good jobs uh, when you refer to yourself? I'm, I mean, I'm the restaurant consultant and the jumbotron dancer. You're the coach, the historian, the super dad. (laughs) Why, why are all my roles? Like I'm, I'm like a clown. (laughs) (laughs) What am I a clown to you? What am I a clown? to amuse you? (laughs) Oh, 90s callback. Uh, is that 90s? 90s oh, yeah. callback. I oh. remember seeing... Goodfellas? Hey, that's not, that's hey 90s. I remember seeing gold, uh, Goodfellas at the Crown. Crown oh. Crown Center. A special showing of it. Um, yeah, 1990. Yeah, I saw. I watched it at Crown Center. Uh, okay. Uh Boy, we, we've, we've gone a long time. Let's just uh, let's wrap up here. We want to get to the JB's giant delivery giant play of the game yes we do it was in the first half at about the 12 minute mark it's going back and forth back and forth tom welch comes in subs in uh and gets an awesome block gets the ball feeds it out and then runs the floor like every big guy should and then is rewarded by Tate Hall with a dish, with the two-handed flush. It was quintessential defense into offense, and that is the Ramblers' way. Defense into offense. JB's giant play of the game. Yeah, and when you get that, uh, when you get the, when you get that defensive turnover, uh, we call that carry out. So he got he got the carry out and, and the delivery. Yes, yes, you are correct, sir. Hmm, I did not know that. Hmm, okay, no, that's a that's a seventies call callback. No, well, it's 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 eighties. Well, Dana Carvey. It's, it's, yeah. it's Phil Hartman. Yeah, Dana, Dana Carvey. Carvey. Yeah. So okay, so that's a little old for our audience. Yes, um, yes. We're really getting old. Um, <laughs> by the way, of our silver silver wolves. By are, the way, by the way, I want to I want to call out um, I want to call out adult Twitter. Okay, so adult Twitter. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put the cut off at. I'm going to put the cutoff at 40 and above. Okay. Okay. Adult Twitter. You're not allowed to use the word cringe. That's, that's a little too, that's a little too, um, a little too young. Okay. That word. I think so. Yeah. When people say cringe and use it as like a noun, that's cringe. Oh, in that, in that way. Like, oh, I, I, I was, I, not, not I'm cringing, but that's cringe. Right. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. That phrasing. That's right. And then I got to say this again. I love the young fans and I love the vibes, but if you're an older fan, 40 plus blurs, no, come on. (laughs) No blurs sweatshirt. No referring to blurs in your tweets. It just doesn't, I don't know. When I hear those young guys like Will Alcott talk blurs, I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. It's their thing. It's their, right. their kind of kind of you know millennial Gen Z thing. But right. But come on. Yeah. Blurs. No no one in the no one in 63 was like, hey Jerry, great playing for the blurs. 
<laughs> Game of change. Blurs change things. No one, no one did that. Come on. <laughs> the game of change with the blurs. Game of change. Mississippi State and the blurs. No, come on. Listen, we're we're better than that. It's fine. Let the let the kids have their thing. You know. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm all for again. Big boat, right? Yes. I like boat, this. Of, the scarves. Big, big the scarves. Yeah. The love that. The 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 chance. The you know the. You know the stuff with the wolf pack. I love it, right? The, the, yeah. We never made wolf fingers uh, during free throws. This is all new. Yes, that one is. That, you know, well, we, I, I remember holding my. I remember holding my hand up. You know, I never kind of made a wolf sign ever. Well, yeah, it was never the wolf sign. I'll right. give you that. So there's a whole bunch of new traditions. We can welcome them, but if you're right. older, come on. You know, it's like blurs, blurs, and cringe. Drop those phrases. All right, uh, let's back let's, it in. Let's, so, let's, no, no, I, I, I want to just shout out to, or not shout out, but just call out. Oh yes, the scenarios for this week because we got a schedule. So Loyola is now tied with you and I at twelve and four going into the final two games. By the way, the they have a horrible record though. Their full record is horrible. Oh yeah, yeah. They, I mean, because their non-conference was just a joke. Uh, but anyway, so. We play Wednesday uh, at home versus Evansville. You, Uncle Jeffy, and the oldest. Uh, Papa D. Papa D coming Papa out. D. Oh, boy. Yep. Papa D, yep. And Morgan, is Morgan coming out? Or is yeah, school Morgan's night? coming. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, big big crowd for that one. Uh, and then uh, and then Saturday versus you and I. And so wanted to just to, you know, call out the fact that um, there is – the games for this week for the Valley on uh, Wednesday, everybody's playing. So, you know, Drake is at Valpo. Again, that could be a tough game for them. Uh, Northern is at Indiana state. I don't think that will be a tough game for them, but, uh, and then Bradley's at Missouri state. So that's a, that's a big one. Uh, but I think Missouri state, I, I feel like they're fading. You know what um, I love about that? Someone's going to lose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not too worried about, it, but definitely unless they the, tied, could, can 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 you finish so, a basketball game with a tie? Uh, I know because they keep going to overtimes. Um, I'm pretty sure I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's a way you could tie. But anyway, so it's going to essentially come down to um, where the Ramblers and you and I uh, will play it on Saturday for all of the marbles. Loyal, actually, wait. I think if. Yeah, because if Ramblers lose, they'll be 12, uh, 13 and 5, and you and I would be thirteen or uh, 14 and 4. Um, so it's going to come down to Saturday. And so I, it could be really interesting for seeding. You know, one, I'd like to win the, I think we will do well, and because I think we match up well with you and I. But it's just like, I, Let's be at the number one seed and let's go through Arch Madness effectively. And whereas it, it could, I think one through five, yeah, one through five, the seeds are still up in the air. Like it's still, things could shift. And so for the Arch Madness, and so, you know, something to be thinking about for Wednesday and then into Saturday uh, could be really interesting uh, down the, to coming down the pipe. Well, seeding's great. Um, but if we want to get into the big dance, we got to win Arch Madness. Yeah, and it's I the think only is, way we can is, ensure. And this is the reason yeah. why. It's like I think we go, th- we finish out this week three and zero. You know, so last on uh, Monday night, Wednesday night, and then Saturday, and then that puts us up at that's twenty four and six. And then I think even if we stumble in the um, final game. Because by that point, I think Drake, I, I have a feeling we're going to see Drake, potentially see Drake in the final, where then they would bid, that would then make it not, it would make it a uh, quad two or quad one game. So if they were to potentially lose that game, it still wouldn't be, they then would be 26 potentially wins. And so it's like, I, I think that's more palatable. Um, and so, so, but I think... We finished out the season six and zero for this week and Arch Madness weekend, and I think that it's a mute point. 
Okay. All right. So we got Evansville this week, and we got you and for I. senior night. So real excited for that the super seniors are able to get a, a crowd out uh, for their senior night um, that they didn't get last year, and so. Who who are our seniors this year? Like who 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 uh, will this be the last home game for? This is Lucas and uh, Keith Clemens, Tate Hall, I hear Ugwak, um, I think Will Alcock. He's a senior, um, and then uh, I don't know if. Well, I know that you know. What about Schweiger? Schweiger and Knight. Uh, Knights in graduate school. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they're in graduate school, so I don't know if that really, how that plays out. But I I know that at least the four super seniors will get, you know, something, or at least I think they will. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll tell you what happens. Um, Yeah. We will do a podcast this week before you and I, we, we, you know, just like the Ramblers, you know, we're, we're really having an aggressive schedule this week. Yes. Uh, so we'll have a so let's, let's let's pack it in. We're fifty five minutes into it. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, we'll have a Evansville breakdown and a and a you and I um because I wanna I wanna talk about maybe there's gonna be some changes uh in in standings in the valley before that you yes. and I game. So we'll set that you and I game up. Maybe we won't do it a fifty minute podcast unless something crazy happens to me at the Genteel Center. Uh, that I'll have to tell a long story about. So uh, yes. a- anyway, let's uh, let's get out of here. Oh, there was something I forgot to ask about. Uh, remember the double technical? Yes. How come they got to, sh- they kicked a player out, but they got to shoot baskets, and then we just had a guy at the line like normal. Is that normal? Uh, because in the first half, the player that got the double technical for them got a technical. He, he said something to somebody. Yeah. Um, and so when you have two technicals, you're ejected. I so know. That's why. Yeah, I know. Howard Fleming was ejected. But what I didn't understand was they took their technical yeah. shots. So and the, then, the double technical, both teams get two shots. Yeah, but our shots, they had all the guys on the line. It wasn't like the normal technical. Yeah, uh, it was weird. It is. Yeah, I'm not sure what that's about. If anyone knows why that happened, uh, email two ramblers at dauber.net. <laughs> Go ramblers. 